Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. I'm your host, Van Ibison, and we're continuing our journey in our annual read, Daily in His Presence by Andrew Murray. We continue the theme of the month, The Secret of Intercession, where we become more aware of the solemn duty, the great privilege, and the wonderful power of intercessory prayer. And today's focus is a royal priesthood. Our text for today is Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3, and it reads, God says, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. You know, it's a universal response that when someone with authority, when they summon you, your emotional response is not positive. I can guarantee you. You're not thinking the best case scenario. You're actually thinking the worst case scenario. For example, when you get an email, let's say from an authoritative figure or an entity, let's say the government, you get an email from the IRS. Are you thinking, oh, this is good. They want to audit me. Only good things can come from this. No, that's not your typical response. And I bet if your response is like mine, the default response is nothing good can come from this. Or let's say when you were in class in grade school and the PA speaker went and announced your name to go to the principal's office, right? Speaker went on and it said, would Van Ibison make your way to the principal's office? What's going through your mind? It's not positive thoughts, I guarantee you. In fact, you're thinking of all the things that you got away with and now you just got found out and now you're going to see the principal. Your mind, when summoned by an authoritative figure, in this case a principal, doesn't take you to positive places. In fact, it's not just you who recognizes this, it's your whole class. I mean, think about it. When the PA system goes on and calls your name to the principal's office, what is the universal response to the students in that classroom? They all say, Ooh, because they even know that it's not positive. They're thinking, what have you done? You know, what atrocious crime have you committed? So it's a universal truth that when a principal, government, boss, parent, anyone in authority, when they summon you into their office or into their space, it's probably not a good thing for you. So what's Your response when God summons you into his throne of grace, into his presence, what emotions are you feeling, positive or negative? And it's a great question. In fact, it is this very question uh, that results to the lack of prayers, I believe, in some of our lives. See, there are two strong negative emotions that hinder us from approaching God's throne of prayer. One is shame. And the other one is arrogance, shame and arrogance. You know, some people feel bad about themselves because they were often hurt or they were put down or because they don't uh, even live up to their own standards and they feel shame in that. They might agree with that God is loving, that that he's great and he's gracious and he's a provider, but they can't imagine a God would also love and accept them. Others feel kind of uh, with this arrogance because they have been told all their lives that they are great, that they are awesome, and they have started to believe it, and they don't see any reason to talk to God at all. The answer to people on both camps is the same. The gospel is the good news. Tim Keller puts it this way. He says that we are simultaneously more wicked than we have ever imagined, but we are also more loved and accepted than we have ever dared hope. 
See, at the cross, the two twin counterfeits of shame and arrogance are altogether destroyed. Through the cross, we have been given humility and confidence. See, the cross reminds us of how sinful we are, which humbles us. But it's also the greatest moment of Christ's love for us on the cross as he placed himself there in our place. Because Jesus died for us, we are more confident. The mark of the gospel is that you have both humility and confidence. Martin Luther, uh, the great reformer, had this phrase which he said held up the church. A phrase by which the church would either rise or fall. If they understood it, they got the gospel. But if they lose it, they lose everything. And that phrase was a Latin phrase called simul Ustis et peccator. Uh, it's a Latin phrase. So uh, um, simul is where we get the, the English word simultaneous. So simul means at the same time. Ustus is uh, to righteous, to be just, to be made righteous. And et is actually the, the, the past tense for the word eat. So when we are finished with our meal, we et. No, I'm kidding. That's not what it means. Et is really the, the word and in Latin. Uh, think of Shakespeare's famous play on Julius Caesar at the very ending scene where he says, uh, Caesar, Julius Caesar says, et tu brute? Which really means you too and you too. So et is the word and. And peccator is sinner. So, so here's how it translates. Simultaneously, at the same time, made righteous and a sinner simultaneous righteous and a sinner. We remain sinners humbled before God, but we are also declared righteous by God, given a confidence to come before his throne boldly. As Jack Miller would say it, cheer up, you are worse than you think, but God is better than you have ever imagined. So with that truth in mind, it brings Hebrews 4.16 to a whole nother light. When the writer of Hebrew encourages the church, he says, let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So pray bold prayers because you're not just some run-of-the-mill person. You have been bought by the blood of Jesus and you have been adopted into the family of God. You are sons and daughters of God. And when you pray, you're not just summoned to the throne room of God as a stranger, but as an heir to the promise, as a co-heir with Christ. You approach God's throne, not as an intruder or an invader, but as a child in whom the Spirit of God dwells. See, we come humbly, not with arrogance. We do not swagger into God's presence because it is by grace that you are there. Neither do we sneak and we creep before God because we have such a great high priest. We can step into the very throne room of God because we have been invited by him. We can enter in boldly with confidence. You see, because Jesus spilled his blood out for you, consequently, you can spill your heart before God. You can earnestly make your request be made known to him and he promises to hear and respond to you, not because we pray in our name, but because we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. See, our prayers may feel awkward. Our praise might feel seem at times feeble, but the power of prayers comes not from the one who prays, but from the one who hears it. 
The one who we talk to is the one who promised to hear and answer when we pray according to his will. What great power and privilege that is afforded to us in this kind of throne room of grace in prayer, not just for our needs and for our affairs, but for others through intercessory prayer. So who may that person be in your life right now that could use your prayers, knowing that you have this incredible access with God and that God hears you? Who is God inviting you to pray for? Maybe you have someone in your life who could use God's provision, pray and ask for God to provide in their life. Maybe you have someone in your life who is experiencing a great deal of fear. Pray that the fog of fear may be lifted from their eyes, life, and may be reminded that God is with them. Maybe for you, it's someone in your life who needs prayer because of a disease or cancer. Pray that that thing may vanish. Maybe it's someone in your life who can use and experience a deeper faith because they're struggling. Pray that the Lord would give them a deeper sense of faith. And maybe there's someone in your life who is faced with a tough decision. Ask God to grant them wisdom. And maybe there's someone in your life that that needs to be uh, restored in their relationship. Or maybe someone in your life that needs the salvation of the Lord. Pray and ask God. Listen, the odds may be against them. The odds may be against you. But here's a reminder for us that God is for you. And what would our prayers for others look like if we really believed that God was truly for us and loves us? And why not start praying those kinds of prayers this week, this day, or this very hour? Let's call upon the name of the Lord. Let's pray our guided prayer for today. Lord, I am prepared to be an intercessor in your strength. Amen. Thanks so much for making Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you would take a few moments to rate, review, and share the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.